Diamond Dragon. This is a rare little Friday night recording. Hopefully we put this out on the Saturday. Late. I don't think it's going to be that long of one. Manny the Cat is here meowing like only he can meow. I just had a little hot chocolate and I need to go to bed soon because I'm going to Montreal this weekend. Am I doing shows? No. This is something funny that happens. I've noticed on podcasts when people go, they go somewhere, they're always like, I did something. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to Montreal. I'm not doing a show as far as I know. Nothing major, at least. Just seeing some friends and, I don't know, it's cold, so I'll probably just be uh, buying furs while I'm there. I think that the Quebec is a famous fur area. So, you know, the furriers will be there and I will trade with them. Maybe I'll bring some um, wine skins. I think that's what you can trade for first. Anyway, uh, I am looking forward to it. We're taking a train tomorrow. And um, who knows? Maybe that's when I'll really have um, all of my strokes of genius and I'll write a novel. There are people I've read books by who say that they uh, take like plane trips to. Tokyo from America so they can write a novel. What do you think about that? I think it's weird. But, you know. That's still just a day or something. It's not even a week. Was it somebody with ADHD who mentioned that in a book I read? Yes, it was. So what do you think of that? Hey, I passed my driving test. Thank you. If you listen to the Rob Pugh episode that came out this week, you will know that I, I passed my Canadian full licensed driver's test even after being on the road road weary for eight nine years here i am now a full-fledged driver if you see me you know know that uh i can have a little bit of alcohol in me and that's legal under the system in ontario you you the, the one i had before you couldn't have any alcohol in you now hand me a small snifter of wine and I'm ready for it. Just kidding. Don't drink. Ever. Don't ever drink. What have been on my mind? It's been abstract worry since the beginning of November. Just this weird creeping feeling. I don't know. My uncle's in the hospital. And then I remembered, well, you know, it's a month into... It's like a four-year and a month anniversary now. My dad... Of me... Me dad... My dad dying, so... Uh, it was funny not being able to articulate that for a minute and feeling a bit lost at sea in terms of my emotions, thinking I wasn't feeling well, I wasn't feeling good about stuff, I had a creeping, it, w it wasn't like a depression in the way that I was used to it, it was like a, uh, a melancholy, like a feeling, sometimes the the world and the fact that right now you could be in anywhere in the world, you could be in Timbuktu, you could be a member of Timbuk3, you could even be in a space, space station in Timbuk4, and uh, you could be listening to this. That's so amazing, except what that does is that actually widens the scope of the world to a completely disorienting um, <laughs> scope. Uh, so, ouch. 
You know, no wonder my head hurts half the time. My head doesn't really hurt half the time. Don't worry if it did, I would go to the brain doctor. So, I mean, not the psychiatrist, but the neurologist. And the urologist, well, I could go. Because healthcare's free here, for now. So, uh, yeah, that was it. And then when I was just able to sort of say those words, that that was what was bothering me, it all kind of made a little more sense. And since then, it's been a little bit simpler, uh, feeling those feelings. And, and so if, if there is even one person that you think would understand some sort of thing that you're going through, just throw it at them. See what saying something aloud to another human who you don't think will judge you uh, badly <laughs> will do because uh, it might make you feel better, and that's nice. I, I've also been thinking, I've, got to, I've, I've been obsessed with something for so long. Uh, it's confidence. I met up with a friend of mine last week, and she was just like, confidence. Confidence is everything. You know, just do everything with confidence. And it's like, do I have to? Does that make me incapable? Does that make me less than? No. No. Self-confidence is uh, the reason the challenger exploded. Self-confidence? Come on now. Trump's got self-confidence. You like him? Most of you don't. Lots of members of the resistance in my listenership. Self-confidence has been the demise of so many civilizations. I have faith in myself. I have faith in the fact that I'll, I'll make some fun decisions. <laughs> and, you know... Uh, try not to hurt people and make, try to make people have fun and, and try to follow the GPS as best I can. I have faith in that. Do I present? Will I present it where I go, yes, sir, I'll definitely follow that GPS. The GPS, I'll be watching that every second. You know, I, I'm not going to say anything like that. Hey, guys. Oh, look at you. You're all doing fun, ha having fun. I'm your boss. I don't want to have that kind of confidence. I want to walk in a room and go, okay, who's going to boss me around? Well, I don't want that either. Don't try to boss me. But I, I, I'm just trying to say self-confidence, uh, capability, uh, articulateness, if you don't have those things, it doesn't make you worse. It just means for whatever reason you don't seize on that. Meanwhile, you're going home, you're drawing Michelangelo-level murals all over your studio apartment, and be proud of that. And someday when they find you, they'll like the drawings you did in the room. Confidence overrated. Coming from somebody who's confident enough to have a podcast with his name in the title and refer to himself in the second person? I don't know. What is it when you go coming from a guy? I hate when my mind mansplains to myself. Is there a way to change the gender of the voice in your head? I 
I watched The Irishman. Martin Scorsese's The Irishman. Oh, The Irishman. I give it 20 Blarneys. It gives 20 Blarneys, 40 Clovers. I was sold on The Irishman. Showed up at the theater right on time. Everybody, the people in front of us, had camped the entire aisle. They had two pieces of luggage to their right. They had their coats and stuff on two separate chairs to their left. And there they were in the center. And they were in the aisle I wanted to sit in. That's why I'm annoyed. But I had a sandwich with hot chicken inside of it. So, you know, when you pop that open in the theater, what, no, you're bad too. But let, let's face it, when a movie is almost four hours, anything goes. Bring a sandwich, bring your portable home, bring whatever you want. Because uh, you're in for a licking, time-wise. And on top of that, here's the Irishman. No young people. Look, Catherine Narducci's in it. And uh, she's she's Charmaine Bucco on The Soprano Show. Uh, she is a, a siren of The Sopranos fans. They love her. And she's great. But really, you're watching like four 70-year-olds. You're seeing Al Pacino, who is 79 years old. Robert De Niro, 76. Joe Pesci, 76. A bunch of other guys. They all look old. Not to mention there's this weird aging technology that makes everybody old. And then also young in it. And uh, I'm not going to spoil too much, by the way. The aging technology thing is neither here nor there. That's not a spoiler. It's just what is driving the movie as it goes through time things. But man, I loved it. I saw it. I felt like Pacino was just in that right little pocket. Because uh, I like it when he goes big. But... Only when it's within a cartoony environment. Like, obviously, The Devil's Advocate is, like, super fun. But I don't really, like, love it. It's a silly movie. And then, really, Dick Tracy, Big Boy Caprice, is Jack Kevorkian. Some of the other movies in the last little while. Uh, when he's a bit low-key, that's good. But he's big in this movie, and it's just great. And then De Niro's awesome. He's, he's kind of like his uh, Jackie Brown style acting he's just very reserved um and then yeah joe pesci it's just wild he gives pretty much the best most restrained restrained performance i've seen him give i really think it's possible joe pesci is gonna go down real well in history as an actor because yeah he did a bunch of those like ridiculous comedies and stuff but um the Scorsese movies and uh, even in JFK like he he's got this weird filmography and and he's his accents are really good whereas Al Pacino's accent is all over the map in fact his performance in in that movie the Irishman I felt like it was watching a highlight reel of Scarface Heat uh scent of a woman Carlito a little bit, you know, it was like all of his roles showed up, but didn't completely take over. He controlled them. And he also, and I think De Niro did, De Niro did this too. Pesci didn't need to. That was what was amazing about Pesci's performance. 
is there was no kind of wink at the eyebrows. Wink of the eyebrows. <laughs> he wasn't drinking wink in any of the scenes. He's just restrained, kind of elegant, sort of sad. Uh, but the other guys, there was an element of what you could only call like meta that I felt in it where you were really aware you were seeing Al Pacino and, and Robert De Niro and, and what their almost uh, typecast situation is, what they fall into. And then it was about them adding some depth to that, which is like harder than it sounds. And that's why they get paid the big bucks. The Irishman, 19 U2s. I give it two U2s out of two. And two U's out of U2. So that's a total of four. And that's out of four. So Irishman, if you can, see it in Ireland. Even better, see it on the big screen. Uh, tell Martin Scorsese what's up if you see him on the street. If you go to the Tribeca Film Festival, I want you to interrupt every movie and say, It's no Irishman. And then just sit back down like, like nothing. These New Yorkers are used to people yelling. What should I do in Montreal? If you have any that question to be answered or any other questions, my uh, email address is weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Weekly, W-E-A-K-L-Y, podcast at gmail.com. And tell me how you're feeling. How is your November? How is your October? These are, these are weird times. They're not getting more normal. Uh, the decade is turning over like a new leaf the 20s are upon us now the 1920s aren't gonna when people talk about the 20s in 20 years they're not talking about the 1920s but when i was growing up that's the 20s they were talking about that's a confusing generation i'm in and you too you're here too you're in the shit too don't think you're out of it Okay, Boomer? I think it's really funny that Okay, Boomer is a, a saying, and it's also the name of Mark Maron's lost cat. Seems right. Anyway, that's just something for my Maron heads in the house. Uh, and, I, you know, I've been going to the thrift shops a lot, looking for a DVD uh, box set of SCTV. Dying to find it. No luck yet. If you know where I can find... An SCTV box set for a reasonable price. Uh, let me know because I want to watch it. And I want to show it to people and have them not understand why I like it so much. <laughs> you ever notice that with comedy you love? You're like, hey, uh, I, love, actually, I love this uh, this show, Hee Haw. It's from the 1970s, really clever, really ahead of its time. And then you show it to someone and they're like, what the fuck is that? Fuck my what the fuck? What the fuck are you making me watch? Fuck you. Sorry, I'm swearing so much. It's just because of Irishmen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another treat of a trip here. Just a little bit of a, a taste of things. Uh, if you want to listen to some of the other episodes, we've got an interview with Rob Pugh that just happened. I've got... Uh, a whole episode talking about My Name is Dolomite with a comedian named Chris Sandiford coming up and um, a few other things. 
been doing some interviewing and hopefully in Montreal I can get some interview stuff together too. So, uh, yeah. Um, if you want to support the podcast, co-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan, patreon.com slash Nick Flanagan. Um, Kofi, I just added a bunch of new content to, including the theme song with Robin Hatch, uh, that we recorded the other week. And, um, yeah. So, your contributions really help. I appreciate them all, and they help me be alive. They help me take a second to work on things and to help bring you more comedy and podcasts and all that good stuff. If you want to see, uh, I'm opening for a Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet this Thursday. I believe it's sold out, so uh, that's a Toronto thing. The house, the instrumental surf-ish legends from the 1980s, the house band for Kids in the Hall. That's them. And then on the 29th of November, I'm going to, my band Wrong Hole is playing. Wrongholemusic.bandcamp.com. That's where to find out more about our music. <laughs> uh, also on my YouTube page, we've got some of our videos. But uh, yeah, we're playing. It's going to be fun. It's our last, it's at the Bovine Sax Club. It's our first show in three years. We're playing with someone from my old band, Brutal Knights' band, John, the Plastic Heads, that's his band, with a bunch of other dudes, Matt Ellis, and uh, I'm going to sing some Brutal Knights songs with them. So if that's the kind of thing that floats your boat, well then let it float. Let your freak boat float, my friends. And uh, yeah, Paul Bellini, by the way, who I mentioned in an episode a little while ago, he's better I think he still has a long road ahead of him, but he is doing a lot better. So, uh, hooray Bellini. Uh, speaking of kids in the hall, people. All right. Lots of other good stuff happening, but um, I'm just going to... I recorded this just as a way to stay in the loop. Hopefully I can even record another episode while I'm in Montreal. Um, you're awesome. You're doing great. Let's... Um, Let's not worry about the fact the entire decade is changing. Let's where we are at right now. Nick Hoos Flanagan Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly.